Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Hello, welcome to Event Up, the place to get the latest and greatest in event industry news, ideas, and topics. In this episode, we'll be discussing all things events, the importance of a team, and getting ready for the new year. Today, I'm joined by Tomiko Iwata, EVP of Creative Services at Fox Entertainment. I'm so excited to speak to her. As the EVP of Creative Services Group for Fox, she has spearheaded production design on a broad range of events, including red carpet premieres, show launches, FYC screening, tastemakers, Golden Globe and Emmy VIP parties, executive produced live events, such as broadcast upfronts, TCAs, and Fox Arts and Innovation Summit, executive experiential marketing stunts at Super Bowl, South by Southwest and Essence Festival, as well as multi-city activations and single destination execution. And she was recently named BizBash 500, which is the reason why we invited her here because of all the event professionals here in, you know, that we have access to, she was one of the 500. So thank you so much for joining us, Tomiko. Thank you for having me. So I'm sure everybody wants to know, you know, first of all, congratulations on the recognition of BizBash 500. Thank you, you too. Thank you, thank you. I'm, you know, always very delighted to be part of that list and BSI, amazing event professionals like yourself. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of audience wanna know, how did you get started in this industry? Let's see. So I was an art major in college and when I was going to school, I didn't know what I wanted to be. So I, but I definitely knew I wanted to work in a creative industry. Um, and then I really started thinking in my senior year of college, what do I really like doing or what have I liked doing? And I would think about, I thought about, um, you know, the activities that I used to plan for high school and even in college, you know, being on the concert commission and, and so forth. And I really liked the process of putting things together and, you know, um, creating the invitations and the coll print collateral that goes around it, you know, figuring out the flow of the event and how the logistics of how people were going to get there, that kind of a thing. Um, working with the artists, working with designers, um, security, lighting, all of that. And I realized that that was essentially what an event planner was. So I knew that that's what I, that's the field that I wanted to go into. Um, but my first job out of college was in advertising. Um, and it was an advertising agency, which I, I really loved being in that, that industry. Um, and then I found randomly just, you know, without any um, person, it was literally an ad for an administrative an assistant job at a catering com company and it was a full service production um, catering company. So they not only did they do really great food and logistics, they also brought in the design and, um, you know, and uh, 
it was it was a great experience and that was really the the moment that I knew this is exactly what I wanted to do I loved that job so much couldn't you know it was one of those jobs where you're like I can't believe I get paid to do this every day um and then from there um met a ton of creative and great people I was completely hooked on events um but moved up to San Francisco and then um, worked in another event uh, planning company and then got into incentive travel, which was sort of where I got my um, my taste of the hotel and travel industry, which, um, you know, that that comes into play with what I do as a corporate, um, you know, event person now, um, which was when I came to Fox right after that, it was literally a blend of events and uh corporate presentations, which was everything that I'd worked on before and corporate hospitality. And, you know, and I love that part of the industry too. It's just, a, it's a great, great combination of um, logistics and hospitality and being creative and, and, and really at the bottom, you know, at the end of the day, it's um, servicing, you know, some kind of a business goal. And I love being able to solve with some piece of hospitality or creativity so yeah that's kind of a <laughs> the long or the short version depending on how you look at it i mean one thing i really appreciate the you know the times that we spoke is how passionate you are about events <laughs> yeah. i think a lot of that com came out in our conversation and i'm just like oh my gosh because i definitely have spoken to other event professionals before and they're just like tired <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it definitely, it really re-energizes me when, you know, cause I've been doing this for 15 plus years too. And it's like, okay, we still love it. Yeah. Right? And it's every day where, you know, I walk in the office and I see my team and I'm just like, let's do this versus like, oh, here I am. You know, right. I think yeah. it's a very different approach. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's the best kind of job to have. I mean, every, there is absolutely no job that is perfect hundred percent of the time. There are definitely parts of every job that, um, you know, you might not love as much, but, you know, at the end of the day, if you're excited and passionate about what you're doing, I, I think that's the perfect position to be in. I agree. Yeah. So, and then, you know, when we also connected last time, we spoke about being very intentional, actually, with the event purpose and goals. Can you elaborate more why that's important? Yeah, um, I think with every every event or project has a purpose, especially, you know, in corporate, right? Um, not maybe not social events, but corporate events, there's always a reason for it. it even the what seems like a very simple cocktail party, the goal might be, you know, getting the team to know each other or it is relationship building, you know, with um, affiliates um, or constituents. And so when you really kind of break it down before you start, I mean, this is one of the first things that you always ask about when you get a project um, is like, what is the goal? This is what we always talk to our partners and our client internal clients about. It's like, what is the goal with this? What is, what is it gonna mean for success for you? And for instance, if it is, you know, these people are all new and we want them to, you know, have a better relationship, then, well, maybe then the answer is let's do a cocktail party where there's a lot of mingling and it's not a sit down dinner where they're stuck to their seats the entire time. So, you know, there's things like that, or, um, you know, what 
people might think is, you know, just another, you know, party where you walk the red carpet or what have you. There's always something there's, you know, there's um, partners and sponsors that might need to be highlighted in this event. Um, it might be uh, to get publicity and to get people to pick up um you know the photos in in the weeklies and i think also once you know those types of um intentions or purposes it helps you prioritize what you're going to do with the event itself right so if it's you know this big party and it's a red carpet and um but you know that the most important thing that anybody cares about is getting those photos in you know the weekly magazines on the red carpet well then maybe what we're going to do is we're going to spend a little bit more you know focus and attention and design and money or budget in the actual design of the red carpet and the step and repeat because that's what you know it's is going to live on and and you know will be seen um and so maybe it's not about you know the food the food will always be good no matter what the budget is the food will always be good it's just a matter of you know prioritizing and then finding what the best um best solution is for for whatever you're left with so and i think that was actually one of the uh this is kind of going back into the budget thing but um you know you can have any level of a budget and you can make it memorable and you can meet business goals um, but it is very important. That is why it's very important, you know, to be intentional and to, you know, and to know what that goal is. I think a lot of times, um, you know, internal people are, or internal clients are assigned a project um, and they don't necessarily know what their goal is. And so what we will sit down and do, and we love to do is, you know, ask probing questions and help them figure it out or help them, you know, just have a conversation because I think, a lot of this stuff is a part of that creative collaboration process and you know and some you know might be a couple of meetings but you start digging into these questions and and you come up with these really great you know solutions and creative ideas so it's a it's a big part of the process because i think that's also um you know what's going to make it a, a success for you know our our stakeholders the key stakeholders too so a hundred percent, right? Because it's all about like that discovery process yes. and making sure, you know, one of the thing I say this a lot at the uh, with the team is like begin with the end in mind. Yes, yeah. Right? So like you do this event, it's all great. And it's like, do we hit the KPIs? Right. Oh, what was the KPI? No, that's not right. how we start. <laughs> right. Always start with the discovery, and even you're totally right. Like talking to a stakeholder and say, okay yes, you want this event, but what the purpose? Because a lot of times they'll just say, one, either, like you said, they don't know because they were assigned to do it. Like, oh, I'm, I'm assigned to do this 3,000 people event. I was given a budget and I hire you, right? That's right. I'm done. And then two is they, yes, they say, okay, I want networking, but then kind of like elaborate more, right? right? Okay, this is actually an opportunity to connect. This is to make sales goals like what is it so that we could design around it and once we actually know you could put bigger budget on what's important like you were saying with the step and repeat yeah 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 it's so important i think um it's i think people do that a lot they may not realize it um but with with our teams we always just try to keep it in that structure you know like 
what is the goal what is the intent um you know and it just it um yeah it uh it, it keeps it so that we're on point and we don't stray you know we always know what that goal is so yeah so you've done so many events which i want to go to all of them but <laughs> of all the events which one is one of your maybe personal favorite that you have champion at your company Hmm. I know there are so many and, and for so many different reasons, you know, there are so many different, um, favorites. Um, I would say, you know, when we were talking about this, I was thinking, you know, during the pandemic, we, we learned so much, all of us. Um, but one of the things that we had figured out was how much, or what we were noticing rather was how much people loved pub trivia games you know just like trivia games right and super popular and it was a you know there still are a lot of companies who were brilliant in in coming up with these solutions that were easy to do and people were getting together every friday when everybody was separated and it was just a lot of fun and we you know participated in some and and we loved them so much and so um, one of the people on my team, Veronica Kelly and I were talk loved them so much. And we were talking about how we could, you know, actually, um, create one and we were just talking about it and, but it's funny, right? We put it out there in the universe and then maybe three, four months later, one of our internal clients said, Hey, so we need to do like a game show for one of our agencies as a, a client appreciation project. We're like, Oh, we can help you with that. So it was all like it's almost like we manifested this thing, right? And it was amazing. It was just so much fun to put it together. And it really was like a, a little television show, you know, but on you know, on the internet and 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 we did it digitally and it, but we were also able to, you know, incorporate some of our talent. Um it, we kind of, we made it a, a music trivia show as well. And so we had some people from um, Name That Tune and some sports people, uh sports talent would come in and um, you know, they would videotape the questions. It was just it was a lot, a lot of fun and really to sit back at the end and go, wow, we just did that. That sounds so much fun. We may have to borrow that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect segue because my next question was going to be, you know, last year was such a crazy year for everybody in the events right. industry. But I really believe that crisis create opportunity for yes. those who want it. Yep. So where and then when you and I chatting, like, what are some skills or ideas that really other than the pub trivia? I'm sure that's a lot. You were telling me, like, what other skills, you know, you guys have learned due to the pivot? Yeah, um, it's funny. My boss says um, one of the quotes that he kept saying is um, he was quoting I think it's Churchill, "Never let a good crisis go to waste." And that was kind of like one of the first things he talked about at the very, very beginning. And it's it was it was really true. And I think it really just speaks to being open to opportunities. You know that that you're going to come across in this coming year. And who knew it was going to be two years? Um, I think a lot of skills, like all of us, um, but for my team specifically, besides learning how to work from home and, and collaborate creatively over Zoom, which is, is very difficult when, you know, usually we're in the office and you're just shouting down, you know, three rows of desks and getting an answer. 
um it, that was very different from for us so uh, we really really worked hard on our communication skills you know with the team um we you know we actually there were some really good things that came out of it one of them was um you know we had been learn wanting to learn a, a project management software and because before pre-pandemic, we were just go, 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 go. Nobody had time to learn a whole other language, but we took advantage of the time and we now, everybody in, in the department is an expert at it. And um, so that was, there were some really great um, things like that, that we were able to learn about and really just because there was like a pause button hit. Um, I think probably the, the, the biggest project that we worked on was creating and developing um, a platform that was that that took video sharing a step further than zoom so we knew pretty quickly um josh mark on my team who's in charge of innovation and technology he and i talked pretty early on once we realized what this really meant how that how we were going to be you know, working from home for quite some time, we realized that Zoom at the time didn't have great video interface in, and it was very glitchy, um, but that is in essence our product. And we needed to, you know, our sales team, for instance, needed to connect with their clients. They're all about connection and relationships. And then, you, you know, we also need to share videos and clips, obviously. We have producer meetings. And so he and his team went out and, put together um, off the shelf softwares and, and, and created our own platform that, you know, checked off all the boxes. And from there, we, you know, we took that and have spun it off into other types of um, digital experiences. And it was, but it was, it was absolutely learning a new language. So I would say that the entire department learned a brand new language <laughs> during the pandemic. I know I remember in the beginning, you know, most of the time when you're on site, right, with a speaker, you could just be like, Tomiko, like, let's yeah. go, like, call, you know, the team was like, but here's yeah. like, Tomiko, look in the camera, <laughs> right? Or like, yeah. Jeff, right here, we're here, where are you? Come back. <laughs> it's so true. It's yeah. So true. And then we're like the background, right? They're like their living room. And we're like, oh, we don't know. We like, and then it's like not so clean. So we're just like, maybe we'll find you a spot. Can you just carry us in your laptop? And we'd love to get a tour of your home <laughs> and find you a new spot. You know, and we're like, yes, this is great. You know, some natural light. You actually look 10% more handsome now. And it looks presentable because, you know, you, you are senior VP and we just want to make sure you look great. That's right. That's right. That's funny. You know, that, that was like a whole thing too, that with, we pr started producing um, all these, you know, virtual um, meetings. And even if it was zoom, we would have what we called, we came up with a, you know, we have a list of best practices now and, and there's just like, you know, this, um, 10 steps that we, that we follow every single time. And one of them is a tech check. And, you know, in, in the beginning, especially people are like, oh, I you know, some talent are like, I don't want to do this. It's and we're like, it's 15 minutes, but you know, you want to make sure they're framed up, that they're in a, a space or a spot in their house where the internet is strong, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, 
even our internal clients fought it for a really long time. They're like, I can't ask my boss to, you know, give you 15 minutes. And, and, you know, it's, you know, how I think events, a lot of times we're educators, <laughs> we have to teach people, bring them along and say, okay, well, this is why, you know, we really, again, like you're saying, we want to make him look in the best light possible. Right. Um, and sure enough, um, the people that did, um, do the tech check with us, you know, oftentimes we would find that they needed a, a, a wire. So we were sending those, we were sending, it was ring lights to all these people, but we would find that out on the tech check. It's so important. Um, and then oftentimes there would be that person that refused, 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 and come day of show, they couldn't even connect for whatever reason, you know, there was a firewall, whatever. And, you know, we feel miserable and, and it's awful, but this is why you take those minutes to, you know, those 15 minutes are invaluable. And like you said, if we were in person, it would just be okay. The night before you go to the ballroom, you do, <laughs> you check the teleprompter and then you go to your cocktail party or whatever. People weren't used to fitting this into their their schedule, but now they are. <laughs> Definitely, they're trained now. But yeah. yes, fifteen minutes of their time will just make them look so much better. Oh my gosh! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, are most of your events right now in person, or are they still virtual? The majority of them are definitely still virtual. Um, we are starting to get back into it. We just uh, did the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis. Um, we've had a handful of smaller uh, executive retreats that have been in person. Um, and we actually just did um, an in-person like red carpet event up in Hollywood uh, on Monday. And that was really great too. People are, people are excited to be together. You know, it's really kind of nice. It's you can you can feel it. People want to be together. For sure. <laughs> All the in-person event we're, you know, also majority still virtual, but as you said too, there's more in-person coming back now. And the ones we have for in-person, I mean, usually it's already hard enough to get them to go home. Now it's like, okay, the event ended at 10 is eleven. <laughs> <laughs> the staff at the venue needs to go home. So <laughs> know the clients like yeah it's okay you guys could strike while we're here we're like ah we'll do very little you know I just want to be careful because safety yeah. reasons sometime but literally it was like 11 and the venue was like uh we gonna shut the lights <laughs> but that just that connectivity and I think that's such a validation of how important this industry is and then when even when you and I were chatting you know when we say like when the pandemic hit what other what better industry to pivot than us and we were the heaviest hitter, but mm -hmm. also event planners are solution people. Yes. Right. So we are able to pivot. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It was it was challenging because we're yeah. learning a new language. We had to like really rethink like how we can make this really flawless for yeah. the outcome, what mm -hmm. people are experiencing. And mm -hmm. for everybody in this, we have high expectation. We want that experience. Yeah. Right? So how do you do that? It's not like I could jump out on the screen and make you right. do things or experience things, but we continue to kind of take that challenge head on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you that, you know, it was, it was, it, and it still is the hospitality industry, the, how hard we were hit. It is very, um, 
humbling and it's sad, you know, and, and cause some people were not able to make the pivot for one reason or another, not, not because they didn't want to, or that they weren't creative enough. It's just, sometimes you just don't have the infrastructure to be able to do that, you know? Um, so, so it was, it's, it's really hard, um, to see that with just all of our, our colleagues. Um, but I do agree with you that anybody in the, in the events field, we have to, re we always, our, our strategy is to always remain flexible, <laughs> be prepared, right? Um, do your homework in the pre-production phase and, and just be prepared for whatever hits you on site. And that's constantly, once you get on site, it, it, it's, it, it's weird if you don't have things that come up on site, right? You feel like, I mean, I, there's been a handful of times where we're like, it's going, you know, very smoothly. This is very weird. But normally there's something, you know, three things in the, you know, the minute you first show up on site that was not planned, but you know what, you were, came prepared. And so you were able to be flexible, nimble, go this way, you know, and we are, we are problem solvers, right? That's what we used to always say. Party planners are problem solvers because <laughs> that's really what we're trained to do. Yeah. <laughs> Or my daughter, actually, my daughter says, oh, you're so negative. You're always worst case scenario. And I started thinking about it and I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then, but then I realized why, because <laughs> I'm an event planner. You plan for the worst <laughs> and hope for the best. They're like, no, we're just very prepared. We just think <laughs> ahead, three steps ahead, right? A, plan A, plan B, plan C. <laughs> I mean, plan C, so that's great. So sure. what trends are you kind of seeing in terms of, you know, for 2022? um yeah you know i haven't i know for us it's it's going to be an interesting year um in a good way challenging we'll be challenged creatively right because the world has changed everybody has changed um in the past two years um i think expectations are different they're you know going out just looks different, right? People have to wear their masks. Um, you know, there's a lot of new things that I think we will we'll start realizing, oh, this is new that we're going to have to start dealing with, you know, and, you know, for instance, COVID, you know, COVID testing or, you know, rapid tests at the event or showing your Vax card, which, you know, we do stuff in and outside of LA. So you're always, you know, whatever the local ordinances are, that's the rules that you have to follow. So, um, but I think, you know, we're, we're talking about an event where we do have to have rapid testing on site and what that whole process is. So I think that's going to be different. Um, let's see, I think the experiences are going to be different. And I think that's a lot of, a lot because the guest experience and their expectations are different I, what from what i've seen they're super um appreciative to be there they seem really grateful that's what i've seen i mean it hasn't been you know that they're I don't know. It's been a very positive thing. I think and genuinely people are happy to be together and you know eating and drinking together and socializing. And I think that's actually a really great, great thing for us, anybody in the events, you know, industry, because it's so much easier to build off of that. Um, 
than something else. But I, so I think, you know, the trends will start to emerge once people really get back into it and, um, and start seeing, you know, reactions and so forth. But I know for us, we're talking about how do we, how are we going to reinvent, you know, the in-person hospitality, you know, corporate hospitality program? What is that? Because you can't, you can't come back after two years and give them the same thing. That's not moving. That's not being innovative. And we, we pride ourselves in trying to, you know, be leaders in, in that way. So. Definitely. And people's expectation, I was actually, got elevated right yes. if i'm gonna now get dressed yeah and go to your event yeah. it better be awesome <laughs> and i say that for myself too because they're you know they're i used to go out to a lot more events and yes the pandemic definitely i eliminate a lot but also if i'm gonna go out today and you know it's like a lot of effort like i not only have to look half as good i have to look good all the way through um and then just like driving out there los angeles traffic we did one event beverly hills and literally it took three hours that's going there and coming back three yeah. hours i could do a lot of stuff i could be watching you know good <laughs> games on netflix you know finish your rfp right <laughs> so it's right. like really that value of time is even more precious and i you're 100 percent right like how do you come back to it and then not offer the same experience but better right but better and i think you know going back to that it, it it's all, for us we always think about the guest experience and our our bar is to give a vip guest experience so whenever you know you think about it what's it going to be like when they get out of their valet their valet car what is it going to be like when they walk here you know what is it going to be when they're checking in and which is another thing you know if they don't have the proper verification we put them to the side but we don't want them make to make them feel bad or whatever right you you need to make them feel still like okay you know you're still part of the party we're not you know excluding you um but i think to your point about making things worth time you know which also then it comes back down to what is the overall goal of the party you know if they're there to just learn about um you know a particular show and they want access to the talent then we need to, to create those pods or those areas where they can get what they need or if it is just to you know network you know are they getting that um yeah so i think just being mindful of the guest experience and and their time like you said their time is valuable um we're not we're not doing as many in-person events as some of the other companies media companies are right now but we're like i said come january once we turn the corner we're just going to be crazy busy um but that'll be exciting we're all itching to get back out there yeah as we are approaching a new year how are you planning strategically to set your team up for success as well as what do you have in the pipeline that we should be looking out for? Well, this new year is going to be very exciting for us. Um, we have, you know, it's coming out of the pandemic, obviously. And I think there's just going to be a big change in events in general. People, you know, the few events that we have been doing in person, you really feel how ready people are to socialize again. At least that's what we've noticed. And, you know, I think um, people really appreciate 
what they haven't had for two years. And so as event planners and, you know, uh, people who are in charge of experience, what we're trying to do, and we're actually working through all of this right now, is we are looking at our events that we've done in the past, you know, time after time, um, and trying to look at um, how do we uh, how do we evolve in, in what those experiences are? So something like um, the upfront presentation, which is a huge um, present, corporate presentation to all of the advertising community um, happens in New York every year, um, you know, pre-pandemic. Um, we are, you know, looking at doing that completely differently this year, um, which is very exciting. Um, it really is, you know, we're taking advantage of this time to kind of truly reimagine and reinvent because you can't, I don't know, it just would be uh, not fulfilling or satisfying for us or the, especially the um, the guest to go backwards to do, you know, what we used to do, right? It's we've, we've changed after two years and expectations are different and it's the perfect time to, you know, surprise people and um you know really engage them because they're ready to be engaged or re-engaged again so we're really looking forward to um you know reimagining our upfronts um our new fronts that we're doing for Tubi um you know even like Can Lion um World Cup um and then you know in 20 which we'll start working on we've already started working on um in 2023 we will be the broadcast network for the super bowl in arizona so that will be probably our you know biggest corporate hospitality program that we do post pandemic and um we're very excited to really dig into that really deeply and you know analyze every single part of that experience from you know getting the invitation to booking air to getting them to the hotels the activities that we do and you know all of that what does that look like people are craving for events they want to come out but it's like how to do that safely you know yes. and then like you said also elevating that experience like it, you guys always had done such incredible events I think I saw so many of them oh, and that's why I wanted to invite you on my podcast but yeah. also it's like okay how do you level up that expectation yes. once again absolutely and it's you know they haven't been they haven't been to these those kinds of events in two years and things naturally evolve I mean we're everybody in this world literally is different now You're approaching everything differently um just in our life everyday life and so it's it you know it really creates opportunities for I think event planners or anybody in the creative business or entertainment or any of that to just take advantage of this time and and really this is like there's no better time to start really trying something new because people I feel people are really open for all of that change so it's exciting it's fun so many fantastic shares today are there any additional advice that you want to share with the audience today, Tomiko? Yeah, I think, you know, anybody in that's looking at a career in events or graphic design or anything creative with experience or experiential marketing, um, as individuals, when you're looking um, to be part of a team, I think it's really important to highlight and embrace your differences or your passions 
because everybody's different and everybody has besides your actual job that you're hired to do everybody has something to add to it and it just enriches the team and i think when people talk about hiring you know diverse teams it it's it just comes out in um production and collaborative creative processes when you know somebody might have um you know passion about sustainability or somebody's passionate and very good at all the technology and when you bring that together um as a team it's it's really powerful and it makes the team um so much stronger and then you're also you know tapping into you know your personal passions um and things that you really enjoy um but i i always look for bringing in people who have very different point of views um, and skill sets, because you definitely need all of those things. I mean, you know, events are very <laughs> complicated. Uh, people think they're so easy to pull off. They have no idea, uh, you know, the, the, the guests, you know, or the people who are not in the business sometimes just think, oh, it's so glamorous, it's beautiful. And of course it is the final project product, but getting to that point requires a full team effort with you know a lot of different um talents coming together and and when you do pull it off it's the most amazing feeling right because you're part of this team that you know and we've talked about this a little bit it's um such a sense of accomplishment that you just you know you went through all kinds of hurdles and um on-site crazy issues and um <laughs> hurdles and whatever goes wrong problems right we talked about party planning is problem solving <laughs> and i think it really you know that's that's where you know you really tap into that that team effort and um you know successful events just it, it's you know the win is always sweeter when you could share it with people a team so true and you know what it's only it only looks easy that's how good <laughs> you are at your job that's so you know? true yeah, tons of time clients will come to us like, oh my gosh, like you guys just so calm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, we are. But inside's on fire. Yes. <laughs> <And> they're <laughs> like, whenever you guys are here, I feel a sense of calm. We're like, great. That's right. So that's so true. That's so true. I think that's a, actually one of the, um, you know, pieces of feedback, right? That you get a lot. Like people um, will hire teams who are calm on site because that's the last thing that they want to deal with is trying to calm down you know their production team or their event team or their vendor or their supplier that you've got to leave that somewhere else <laughs> or you know maybe this just isn't for you because that's what you know events are tough they're, they're it's not for everybody and that's okay you know um but they're, they're very stressful <laughs> it can be yeah. And that's why it's for a very specialized group of people like yes. us, yep. right? Who really thrive on stress. Not that we love stress, but then yes. when that moment calls for it, we just able to think fast and you pivot and you just come up with a solution and you make it happen. Yes, that's you know? so true. That's so true. There is a there is something about the people who are in events that you have to have a little bit of that uh, crazy in you to be able to to deal with it on a daily basis, really. And especially when you're on site, you know? Yeah. All right. Now that's segue a little bit and talk about what is your typical RFP process like? 
Um, well, they're pr it's pretty basic in that for each project, we are very intent on, you know, giving as much context as we can for the project and context in terms of like who we are as a company or who we are as a team and what we're looking for. Um, and then, you know, really just giving, try to keep it simple. We try to keep it simple, like, you know, maybe three bullet points of what, you know, what is our business goal with this or what are we trying to support um, and really trying to lay out a simple map of what we're looking for. And so then that way, when people answer the RFP, we try to, you know, in, in our our team, we always look for, you know, creative people, creative thinkers who also can handle all of the organization, the managing of the budget and all of that. But we want to give them an opportunity to also show off their personality a little bit. So we never give them like this strict format that they have to, you know, fill out um, and, and let them answer the RFP in their style. Because also the other thing is, and I, I don't know that people always understand this, but an RFP is a tremendous amount of work. And it is a huge investment in time. And honestly, sometimes, depending on who presents the RFP, you're basically planning the event because sometimes they ask for an exact budget, which requires you, you know you to do literally plan all the events, talk to all the vendors, get accurate numbers. And um, you know, the only thing that you're waiting for is somebody to pull the trigger. But that's a lot of work. And um, and I'm very aware of that because I've been on the other side of that um before. And, um, you know, I, we also limit the number of people that we send the RFP to because of the time commitment. Um, and, you know, we also, you know, a lot of times there's an incumbent um, event production company, for instance. Um, and so what I always look for are people that we want to work with and we take the opportunity to um, really understand their process, understand what it would be like to work with them. How do they apply the budget? How do they apply, um, you know, the creative to this 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 project? And you know, you never know, right? They could unseat the incumbent, and so you always look for that potential um, because it also, I think, you know, we're. I would say that most of us in the events we're all competitive right <laughs> I feel we are um and so I think you know when there's other people involved it, everybody has to step up their game so no matter what you're getting going to get um you know really great um thoughtful creative coming back from the RFP um and you know I think it's you know we also take advantage of the the opportunity to get to know these people that we want to work with at some capacity or another down the line and it's almost like you now know how they work so if there is an opportunity to work with any of these people you could call them up because you feel like you know how it's going to be to work with them so you know the rfp process for us is um you know we under we understand the people who are answering the rfp and we try to be very respectful of that but at the same time we utilize that opportunity to get to know um people that we want to work with in the future so i i love that and i think from you know speaking from all agencies we appreciate that right because <laughs> when we get asked for rfp i'm like always thinking how many companies are bidding on this 
you know, and sometimes they tell us, sometimes they don't. Literally, they'll say there's one other, or there's two other, or there's 10 other. Oh my gosh, you know? really? Um, and for that, then you just have, we have to look at the scope of work, like you said, and say, hey, is this our wheelhouse? Do we feel strongly about it before we invest like 300, 500 hours in putting this really humongous RV together? And they don't all take that long, but it, it is an investment in time. And yeah. something else that you and I chatted about too is just, you know, for me, well, it's also okay to say, hey, this is not a good time because maybe we're just too busy or right. say, hey, you know, I, we actually don't do marketing. We don't do branding, but we are right. really good at even management and design, you know, like tell them, I think that's like a missed opportunity whenever I have younger or newer agency or planners. I say, don't just say you don't, you don't do this. Tell them what you do do. Yeah, no, that's really good. That's very true too. Um, I think a lot of times people probably want knowing you, they want to hire you because they know that you can handle it. And it is a conversation. I think that's the other part that that's really, um, you know, very important in all of this is that everything should be a conversation anyways, because you just don't know what's going to come out of that conversation. Like you said, you would have a conversation with uh, that person and maybe they wanted you to do uh, respond to the RFP because they know your capabilities and they want you to to manage, you know, the marketing, um, you know, you not saying that you have to do it, but they just want fewer people that they have to work with because they have, you know, maybe the event or this portion of it is just one tenth of what they have to plan. And they want to, you know, be more efficient and, and create fewer, you know, conversation lines. But I think, you know, I, going back to that, I do think that the discussion and conversations are so important. And, you know, honestly, events, I feel are such a collaborative art <laughs> that it is about you know talking and you know you never know somebody could say something and it's going to spark another idea or you know you go down the you know a different path that's even better than they thought which is also a, another part of the rfp i think that you know when we get the rfp back the reason why we don't make it there there was a time where we'd say okay this is the budget this is the format that you have to fill out and that works when it is a very, um, you know, apples to apples type of RFP that you're looking for. But when you're looking for creative, you want to give the agencies that space to be creative because there might be something that they have seen out there that we don't know about. And that, again, is just, you know, being very open and and, you know, not not making them conform to something and really just bringing stuff to you because they could also they have this fresh point of view and they could solve it in a way that you maybe didn't even think about or consider and i'm i'm very open with with all of that i'm always open for um you know new ideas better ideas different point of view because that's how you, that's also how you evolve right it's all new you keep moving on and yeah yeah. And that's what, so that one of my favorite word is synergy, mm -hmm. right? Like you're amazing. I'm maybe amazing, <laughs> but then together, like we create something like miraculous, you yeah. know, or like incredible. I think that's what we always look for. And it's a true partnership. We also talked yeah. about, it's not just like, oh, I pay you. Yes. You know, yeah. even the vendor we hire, we don't call them vendors. We call them partners right. here. 
just yes. like the way we want our client, like the clients we strive to work with, mm-hmm. right? If we're just a vendor to you, then that's probably not the right relationship we're looking for. We're really looking for a partner because we're just, you know, we're dreaming about your event. We're working on your event It's right. like on so many levels. And right. we want to be that involved because only when you're that invested, you know, you have the best partner. Absolutely. And you're, you become an extension of the team, you know, and, and I think, you know, agencies, I have so much respect for you guys because you guys really are chameleons, <laughs> you know, you, you adopt whatever it is um, for all the different brands that you support and businesses and companies. And, and that's, that's a, that's big. That's really impressive. So <laughs> there, there were so many great takeaways to me go. So I wrote down some of my favorites that stood out, like being intentional, mm. right? Knowing what you're getting into and why you're doing this event to be prepared and be flexible. Yeah, <laughs> I like how it's like the two spectrum, like be prepared, but be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then last but not least, just, you know, stay innovative because this industry is always evolving. So if we want to stay up on top of the trend, stay innovative. Yeah. Yeah. And pay attention to everything around you. You never know, uh, you know, you never know when your next ins- or where your next inspiration is going to come from. Amazing. Thank you so much, Tamiko, for joining us today. Oh. And for those of you that are tuning in, if you have any questions, you know, find her on LinkedIn. I just have so much fun speaking with Tomiko and she's just so brilliant in her own way with <laughs> so much passion. I think it's definitely contagious, even if it's virtual or through sound. <laughs> but, you know, we need more people like Tomiko in the industry. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in today for today's episode of Event Up. If your company is looking to level up your event experience, we are your solution. We do all the work, you take all the credit. Don't forget to share and subscribe for more episodes. If you like what you heard today, feel free to share with your friends and network. We would love to expand our reach with Event Up. We will chat with you next time. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.